obedience, 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 obedience is a cornerstone of our faith in God. Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for, it assures about what we do not see. Being obedient requires faith in God. Without faith, it is impossible to walk with God. Obedience. Obedience. Obey God. Hey y'all, it's Shantavia. And Ashley. And this this is Obedience Podcast. So if you guys haven't checked out the trailer for our new series, Preparation, be sure to tune in now so you can get a recap of everything that we will discuss during this series. Click that link right there. So as we always do, just going to go ahead and start off with a prayer. So Father God, we just want to thank you. Thank you for bringing us together to study your word to receive a revelation of your word and what it means to be prepared. We don't want to thank you for our guests that we have one today. We ask, Lord God, that you give us the words to say to your people, that it brings light, that it brings a revelation, and that seeds be sown in their hearts and in in their minds. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, I pray. Amen. 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 Oof. (laughs) all right so to start off this series our first episode is going to talk about being prepared and we are going to discuss like ashley said in the trailer the parable of the 10 bridesmaids and that's found in matthew chapter 25 verses 1 through 13 but i want to give you guys a little recap of what's going on in chapter 24 all right so in matthew Chapter 24, verses 26 to 32, um, Jesus is talking about his return. So he talks about how you shouldn't believe the word of others because you'll be able to see it for yourself whenever the son of God returns. Um, So in 26 to 27, he gives the example of how um, you will see lightning from the east and from the west. Um, So the lightning may happen in the east, but it'll also be visible in the west. So he gives that analogy for um, how you will see things for yourself. You won't have to depend on the word of others. So I'll go ahead and read 26 for you guys. It says, so if anyone tells you there he is out in the wilderness, do not go out. Or here he is in the inner rooms. Do not believe it. For as lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. And I just wanted to read an excerpt from my Bible that pointed out to me as I was studying. So it says, in the times of persecution, even strong believers find it difficult to remain loyal to Jesus. To keep from being deceived by false messiahs, we must understand that Jesus' return will be unmistakable. No one will doubt that it is him. If you have to be told that the Messiah has come, then he hasn't. Jesus' Jesus's coming will be obvious to everyone. So in 32, Jesus gives us an example of how a fig tree blooms at the certain time of the year. And if it's not fig season, that tree won't bloom. So I'll read that. It says, now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Um, And I I underlined in my Bible where he says, learn this lesson. 
So he's mm-hmm. telling us to pay attention to how God designed the earth. God designed the earth for us to be prepared for certain seasons. Like we know when it's getting a little cold, we know that oh, winter is coming. Um, or outside, if the um, clouds are a little dark, we know, hey, rain is coming. So Jesus tells us that we have to be ready and we're always provided warnings of things that are to come and we must be prepared for when we get those warnings. Well, we must start to prepare when we get those warnings. So 36 goes on to tell us that the specific day and time of his return is really unknown um, to anyone. Not even Jesus knows when God is going to return. So 36 says, but about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the son, but only the father. And then in 42, Jesus tells us to keep watch and be watchful. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite part, 44, tells us specifically to be prepared. It says, so you also must be ready because the son of man will come at an hour when you do not expect. So he's telling us to be ready. And in order to be ready, you must be what? Prepared. So now we can go ahead and get into chapter 25. That's right. So thank you, Shantavia, for that lovely, I mean lovely recap. (laughs) (laughs) So what Shantavia was pretty much telling us is that we have to be ready. And in order to do that, we must be prepared. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're going to hop down into Matthew 25. And we're going to start off with the first four scriptures. And it reads, the kingdom of God will be like 10 bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five of them were wise. The five who were foolish did not take enough olive oil for their lamp. But the other five were wise enough to take along extra olive oil. So what this scripture is saying is, First of all, it's Jesus' parable of the ten bridesmaids. Five were prepared and they brought extra olive oil with them. And the other five were foolish. And, you know, they didn't bring extra. They were just like, okay, now let's go. You know, I'm ready. But they weren't really prepared. Mm -hmm. Um, So we want to start off with just starting off with defining prepared. Um, We do have some feedback from my Facebook page. We want to thank you guys for your feedback and continuous feedback. You can check us out at Obedience Pod on Facebook and Obedience Podcast on other uh, social media platforms. So let's go over to Facebook. All right. So we asked the question, what does it mean to be prepared? So Terry Henderson says, being mindful and intentional, trying to think about all of the possibilities involved with reaching an in an endpoint and preparing for them. I just said that's a good one. Yes, that is a good one. Prepare for all possibilities. For all possible things. You just can't be one minded, one track minded. Lakeisha McKenna says stay prayed up and practicing gratitude daily. Daily. Okay. While setting goals and intentions into um play daily. Into play daily. Brianna Scott says to be prepared is to study, be knowledgeable, and expect the unexpected. No matter what the situ what the situation, 
If you study whether it to be a person, test, or a lesson, you'll be knowledgeable about how to handle the situation. And you must expect the unexpected because most of the time there's always a curveball thrown at you. Oh, that's so good. I might curveball. <laughs> you gotta be able to catch the curveball, okay? All right, so Bri. that's good. All right, Bree. That's why she's gonna be on the episode. Uh-huh. What are you ladies' uh personal definition of being prepared? Well, I think in order to be prepared, you have to be equipped. Mm. And being equipped is is great, but you got to know what to do with it. So you Mm. have to be organized. So I think being prepared is being equipped and organized in any circumstance. That's a good point. I didn't think of organized because my organization skills is... um, (laughs) That's so good. So I'm a work of it. Hey. Thank you, Christina. No problem. <laughs> yeah. I'm here with you. <laughs> I read this question after Ashley finished everything. It really made me think of the different levels of preparedness that there are. Um, and our pastor, um, Dr. Vincent Robinson, actually um, pointed this out too. Um, but it made me think of how you could be prepared for one thing, but you may not be prepared for the other one. So there's definitely, definitely different levels of preparedness. So my first one that I I have four that I thought of, but my first one, first one is physically. Um, So I thought about people preparing to do like a 2k. They just don't say, Hey, I'm gonna do a 2k. They practice over, a period of time in order to successfully do that 2k. Um, and then I thought about being prepared emotionally. So, um, I know me and Ashley went to that. Um, I keep forgetting the name that panel at our church. We talked about it in our quarantine and chill, but I remember at that panel, I realized I am not ready for marriage. I may think I am, but how these men are explaining it, I got to take on all of their issues. So I am not ready for this like I thought I was. So I may be ready physically to be married, but emotionally, I'm not ready to be married. You ready, but you ain't prepared, baby. I understand. <laughs> I want the benefits, but I don't owe that preparation stage. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And then next, I wrote down spiritually. So actually, I wanted to point out something that uh, my Bible said. Spiritual preparation cannot be bought or borrowed at the last minute. Your relationship with God must be on, must be your own and on time. Whew. Wow. Cannot wow. be bought or borrowed. People try to borrow people's spirituality all the time. I need you to pray for me because my prayers just don't go up. <laughs> Can you send me my prayer? <laughs> you never heard anybody say that? Yeah, Grandma, can you pray for me? <laughs> My grandma prayed for me. I'm so <laughs> glad that I prayed. Took the time and prayed for. Okay, that's I don't the know that one. You know, I would join. You I'm taking away your Baptist card. I would. Jo- <laughs> you know, I would join you if I did. I just don't know that one. <laughs> Have to find me another party. I'm sorry. I let you down. I'm so sorry. I wasn't prepared. Yep. There we go. <laughs> 
All right. And so my last one will actually transition into our next topic. Um, but being prepared mentally. So I have a little story time for you guys. About on, let, me, let me get my coffee. Yes. But I'm not mentally prepared for this. And it's something that I've realized recently. But, you know, I was in college. And my freshman year, I stayed in a dorm, which I was prepared for. Um, but my sophomore year, I was determined to stay in an apartment. Wow. And I was not mentally ready to stay in an apartment. I quickly showed the signs that I wasn't ready to like stay in an entire apartment. Um, so I remember the first apartment I had, I think I had two roommates and that was just not enough room in the refrigerator. Um, and then I like complained about that. Cause you know, in your dorm, you just have one person. Yeah. Um, I think, no, we shared a fridge, but you know, most of the time we ate in the cafeteria, so we didn't even right. have food in the um, refrigerator. And then, um, because I was staying at the um, apartments, I didn't have the same meal plan, so I was having to like feed myself on my own, which I had a job, but it was kind of like you know, when you're young, other stuff come before eating. And then when I had the opportunity to switch apartments, I did it so quickly. And I'm going to be honest, I wasn't keeping it clean like I needed to. Mm-hmm. I definitely learned my lesson when I like decided I wanted sardines one time. And I just threw the sardines oh. away. And then I think I went on a trip and I came back and my entire apartment smelled like raw fish. And it was just, I wasn't mentally ready to be in that type of situation on my own, even though I was of the age to get an apartment, right. I wasn't there. So I know you, sometimes you'll just want to be on your own, but you got to make sure you're ready. Cause that's it's true. more than just age. And so that's a transparent <laughs> moment right there to show y'all that I was not ready. Um, so pastor V did say that you could be ready to do something, but not prepared. And that's definitely how I was in that situation. I was ready to stay in an apartment, but I was not mentally prepared to stay in that apartment. That apartment. So have you ladies ever experienced a moment, kind of like mine, doesn't have to be the same situation, where you thought you were prepared, but you weren't really prepared? Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of times with uh, my college experience. Especially when taking the ACT to get to college, um, you know, I didn't take, I didn't prepare, I didn't study. I just was just like, you know what, I'm making, I don't feel like you, you know. So I just went in and took it, and you know, I, I found out some things that I should have prepared. And then I, I think I messed, I, I did mess it up because the first time for me it was free, mm-hmm. it was just like, dang. So now I got to pay for the next couple of times. So yeah, and a, a plethora of tests in college. I just thought it was going to be a breeze. I thought it was going to be like high school, you know? But when I saw that blank, I didn't see the A, B, and C on the test. And I was just like, <laughs> where, what's going on? I, I got to write about what I know. I, I, I'm not used to this essay. <laughs> kind of deal. But yeah. Like yeah. actually with the ACT, I was just like you. I knew I wasn't prepared for the ACT when I got on question one. I said, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's time to you, you got the time me. The pressure is on. 
I, I'm not ready. Like I didn't learn this in class. We didn't learn this in biology. I don't know what kind of biology this is. Well, me too. Uh, I have been ready for some situations, but not prepared. Um, relationships. Mm. I know I, I might be preaching to the choir by by that. Um, oh, you can but, preach to me. Come on, come on. No, like. <laughs> Some situations, you know, you just jump in because you feel like tired of being single. Um, he looks and he sounds like he's doing great things. Let's go ahead and do it. But, you know, I was not prepared. I didn't prepare myself. I didn't prepare. Um, you know, I still had some growing to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That, that relationship, I think all of us can relate to that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, there's still some things that, you know, I got to work on as myself. And I also would also would say, like, home ownership. I think everybody knows I'm ready to be a homeowner. But when I had took a class, um, forgot the later name, but she was we were going through some paperwork and, you know, you know, bringing all your finance stuff and we'll see how much, you know, you can afford on the house. And, you know, we got to a good number and I'm just like, okay, but I don't think I'm gonna have no money left over, you know, just to, you know, do my hair and stuff, you know, like to buy the things <laughs> to buy groceries to put in the house. I, I got to eat in this house, you know, but I was just like, you know what? I'm not ready, but I'm going to take this time and prepare. So yeah. Yes. Make sure that savings account is good. And that reminds me of the uh, recent season that I've been in. Um, I just bought, a new car and that came with some preparation. So I had to become ready because I had been with my car for a minute. God bless her soul. Uh, but I knew that it was time for another one. So to prepare myself, I talked it over with my dad and I saved my money and I was crunching numbers and calling around and doing my research on different vehicles. And then eventually it worked out when after I knew I was prepared and I felt that peace from mm-hmm. God that I could pay these notes every month and my car wasn't going to get taken away from me. And I was still going to be able to live the life that I live, you know. So that's very important. Preparation. That's the one. That's the one. So proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. Because I it went was, out there and bought one and I was just like, oh yeah, I want this. And then I found out a couple of weeks later, I was just like, you know, I really don't like this car. You know, I didn't use the wisdom. I was just ready to get another car because I had a new job. And I was just like, you know what? I'm tired of this car. I'm tired. And then I learned from that experience to prepare right. what, what you wanted. So I'm so proud of you. Okay, let's get back into the episode. <laughs> but that's one good thing about preparation, like what you mentioned. Because when you prepare for something, especially like something about like a, a car or about right. a house, like I know the type of person I am. I'm kind of like, Ashley, if I'm ready for something, I kind of just want to jump into it. But then I'm real quick to have buyer's remorse because I'm just like, right, I got right. this car just because I wanted it. You know, like I wasn't really in love. I just wanted a new car and I'm stuck with this car and I still have wants and desires of a different car. But mm-hmm. that's how I kind of went in when I got my newer car. It was kind of like, okay, I have this checklist. And if the car doesn't match this checklist, I'm not buying the car. And so when you drive out the lot and you have something that you prepared for, you did your research on, you're paying the amount you want to pay, you have absolutely no regrets after you leave that whole buying process. 
That's true. You're right. That's mm-hmm. another good reason to prepare. Buyer. It's a benefit of being prepared. And it, with a car, it's not that easy to be like, I don't like it. Can you take and it Take it back, please? No. No, I did. Yeah. Hot moment, because I did that, and they were just like, you know what, you can't return it. I was just like, what do you mean? This isn't like groceries. Did you walk up and say, what customer service is it? I got my receipt. Can I speak to your manager? Baby, I think they talked about me. With, I know they talked about me, about me when I left. It's okay. You know, I learned that lesson of embarrassment. What they talking about? I know they did. I wish I was there too. That would have been too funny. They probably talk about me to this day. Look, mm-hmm. here she come again. She getting the oil change. <laughs> but let's go ahead and continue on in Matthew to see what happened to these ten brides. Well, bridesmaids, I should say. So I'm going to read five through nine. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out. Here's the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied. That might not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some yourselves. (laughs) So um, they had no sympathy. They gave them specific instructions on what they should have done before we got to this moment here. That's true. Mm -hmm. Get your own. Get your own box. So in this story, we actually see the consequences of the five foolish women not being prepared is when I first started my job. Um and I remember just being so prepared, like for the interview process, um, being prepared at the interview. I can think of um, what happened to me at the interview. And I actually thought about this at home while I was preparing for my interview. So in my job, it was two interviews. The first interview, you sat down with one of the um, managers and you had like a one-on-one conversation with them. And then the second interview was like a panel interview where you had to present something to the panel and teach them about it or teach them how to use it. Um, so I was like, Oh, this is, this is school. I can do this. You know, I did this in college. I got this. This is just a presentation. So I was prepared. And so I had actually decided to use this website called Prezi and um, it's like a PowerPoint website, but it gives you like graphics and stuff. So I was like, I'm going to be real fancy. I'm going to really show them I got this. But I was like, ooh, what if they don't have internet? Um, wow. you know, let me put this on PowerPoint. And then I was like, ooh, what if they don't have PowerPoint? You know, like I was freaking out. And so I ended up having a Prezi version of my presentation, a PowerPoint version, and then I printed it out on paper. Um, and I had enough copies just in case they needed to see what I was talking about. And I kid y'all not, I walked in there and um, I told them what I needed. And he was like, oh, this room doesn't have internet. And I was like, oh, that's okay. And then <laughs> I had my um, PowerPoint up and he was like, oh, he was really impressed that I was prepared. And I guess he didn't even expect it. And so that's not a story of me not being prepared. That was just a story of me being prepared and 
the benefits of it. You know, five years later, I'm still at the same company. That's great. So I wanted to see with you ladies, um, has there ever been a moment in your life where you were not prepared? Oh, yeah. All the time. And the consequences from me not being prepared, but I got into that type of situation, I I was humbled very quickly. Mm. And and that is a, a, a major consequence because usually I feel like I'm, I'm big and bad and I can handle it. Mm. But I was humbled because the Lord let me know that, no, you were not ready. You were not prepared for this. Um, so let me help you out. Don't do this no more. You know? So, yeah. It's almost like a slap on your hand. Be like, <laughs> you ain't ready for this. Okay. <laughs> trying to think. I'm trying to think of a time like that's not like a test. Cause we all know the consequences of not preparing for a test. Be like, Hey, can, what's the answer? What's the answer to number one through 10? No. So moving forward with the scriptures, I'm going to read Matthew 25, 10 through 13. While they were going to buy oil, the bridegroom came. Then those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast and the door was locked. Hmm. The door was locked. Okay. So later when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside calling, Lord, Lord, Open the door for us. But he came back saying, believe me, I don't know you. So you too must must keep watch for you do not know the day or hour of my return. Baby, they were putting a place. Wow. So you know you. Okay, Mariah here. Can't think of a more humbling (laughs) experience. Right there. I don't know you. What you mean you know me? But I was ready. I got my stuff. What you mean? I got it now. Now you do. Too late. Too late. Too late. I bet the other one was inside. Like nah, nah, boo boo. We got our stuff. <laughs> you can't come here. <laughs> nah, I think I tried to tell him. I tried to tell him. You weren't getting none of my oil, so boo-boo. right. Um, I would have to say, like in the times that I was put, I was put in my place and like put you put in that humbling position, like you said, Christina. Right. Um, I kind of stopped dreaming for a while, and my faith, I guess, kind of stopped having faith. If I'm being hot right now, um, and then it kind of puts you in a place of being stagnant. Mm-hmm. And not really pushing towards and not putting your faith on anything or towards something in life. Um, and also coming overwhelmed in the situation and kind of, you know, just stop preparing, just stop being ready for something and moving towards something else because you're so overwhelmed with, oh, I wasn't ready, but really we should go back into the place of, okay, so I should take this lesson of like being the door being slammed in my face in this, in this instance and really, okay. And think about, look, what was the things that I, what could I have done better in the situation of being prepared and what other things and kind of like that, our people said from Facebook kind of think of the unexpected, like Shay did in her example. 
Um, think of like, oh, what if they don't have internet? What if, you know, that curveball come at me? I can knock it out, you know, with the scripture or something. You know, so kind of have those scriptures of even when those doors are slammed in your face, what are those scriptures that you hold on to or you cling to even in those times? Well, you actually say it made me think of something. Um, I teach people our software system. Um, and it's definitely a learning curve because our software isn't just something that you learn in college. Um, it's something very specific to my company. And so for instance, like my training, I stayed in training about four months before I even did my first support call to help a customer. Um, and then I stayed in support probably a month before I actually went to on site to train my customer live. I spent more time there. You learn more, you know, as you grow in the job, you learn more stuff becomes second nature. But now we have like newer, newer colleagues coming in, new hires. And I had to take a position of mentoring this year. And I just remember one thing I kept telling my mentees, it was kind of like, I need you to be prepared. And sometimes people can take you saying, hey, be prepared. It's very like, well, I already went through training. I'm prepared. Like, no, this is a different level of preparedness. Like, like Ashley said, it's always going to be unknowns on site. Like we work at hospitals. Every department is going to have an unknown because you never know what's going to happen in that day at the hospital. And it's so cringy to just see when your coworker didn't prepare and you're like, I told you to prepare. You know, this is why I told you to prepare. Um, I'm just thinking about like the classes that we have where we stand in front of everybody and we're going through the system and showing them how to use it. And then it's always somebody's going to ask a question that the newbies have no idea. And it's like, this is why I told you to prepare because we could have sat at the hotel downstairs and you could have taught me. And then I would have been that person throwing that curveball out there because I know I, I went through it. You know, you're not using me to your full benefit and I'm telling you to, Mm -hmm. Um, so that made me think of that. You have to be prepared because that embarrassment and I can just see them like dying on the inside. And then, you know, as we're driving back to the hotel after being work, just like, I'm doing so bad at this job. It's like, no, you just need to prepare, you know it, but it's always going to be unknown. But the best way to combat that unknown is to be prepared. You might read this, this passage and be like, oh yeah, I'm prepared. No, honey, you need to take notes, then yep. read over your notes, and then read the passage again. So you got to understand what, what real preparedness is because it's a difference. It, it, I think it's also good to know your stuff in this case of what we're talking about, to know your stuff like in and out, the in and out of it. And you just have to be knowledgeable of those things. And uh, I think Hosea 4 and 6 people – perish for the lack of knowledge mm, and true. if we're not if we're not knowledgeable of what we need to be prepared for we're gonna fail and we may give up on those things so and even outside of just our jobs like teachers have to know the in and outs of their subjects because every child doesn't learn the same this child may be a little little behind and this child may be a little bit more advanced but they're all in this same class like we got to learn how to get them all on the same accord so any area in life you do have to 
be prepared for anything that comes your way. Yes. Amen to that. And I wanted to read something um, that my Bible pointed out. It yeah. made me think uh, of um, verse 9, when they were like, no, go buy your own stuff. That was so funny to me. <laughs> but what my Bible said, the story of the 10 virgins teaches that every person is responsible for his or her own spiritual condition. Taking that outside of the Bible, everyone is responsible for what he his or her on what they do. They're responsible for it. So yeah, the five virgins didn't have what they needed, but it wasn't the responsibility of the ones who were prepared to get them prepared. No one has to get you prepared. And they don't have to save you if you're not prepared. Just like our trailer, like actually asked for my notebook and my pen. I may have had one, but I didn't have to give it to her because I was prepared. Just because I'm prepared don't doesn't mean I have to get you prepared. Um, I think it's really important. We can't depend on someone else's preparedness to get through life. Come on, message. Word. I want to hear it again. I want to. It tickled my ear literally. We cannot depend on someone else' preparedness to get through life. Come on, I like that. I'm going to put that on the shirt. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. You just have to remember that. Because sometimes people will try to depend on you being, oh, I know she did the homework. I'll just copy hers. We all did that in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we we can't all. Because what if the, that person who's always prepared, what if they have an off day? Now everybody's going to be off. <laughs> they used to cheat off me in one of them grades. And I wasn't prepared that day. And they was mad at me. I'm just like, what you mad at me for? You know, I wasn't prepared for it. You should have prepared yourself. That's true. Oh, well, have a good day. Y'all, we cannot do that. Yeah. So don't look at it as those ladies being mean. They didn't have to give that stuff to them. I did. I was like, what do you mean? Because I know me. I would have been like, here you go. No. I probably would have been like the, the other ones. You should have prepared. I, I You don't know how much I done spent up at 2 in the morning preparing for this test. And you just slept all night. So no, I ain't got the answer. Especially when you knew that there was going to be a test happening. You read the syllabus. Right. That's okay, okay, I got my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> that PTSD came back, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else y'all want to point out in this part? No, I think that's, I think we, we did a good job in covering this prepared while we should. Yeah. So, you guys, I enjoyed this segment. I think we did a wonderful job of teaching them the definition of being prepared, you know, the importance of being prepared, and also the consequences of not being prepared. Um, So, you guys, I hope that you guys enjoyed this segment. Be sure to tune in next week at the same time, same day. Mm -hmm. And check us out in part two of of this preparation season. Right? So... Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, be your We'll see you guys next time. Bye.